So, hello. Something a little bit different for you today. I'm on my way to Decorex. It's the last day and I haven't been able to get here sooner because there's just been too much going on. But I thought what would be nice is if I took you around with me and maybe we spoke to some of the vendors, see what's new, what's around, what exciting things you might want to have a look at at home, see what new trends we can find and and yeah just take you along for the ride so it might be a little bit noisy in the background at times but we'll see how we do hopefully my plan will work and I'll be able to piece everything together once I get back and get it up for this week's podcast for you so we're at Earl's Court and we're going to Decorex which is the interior design exhibition full of fabric furniture finishes all sorts and it's held once a year in Olympia so let's go inside okay so I'm here with Callum Callum from Curiosa and they have the most beautiful free-blown glass and sandblasted glass pendants and they've got an absolutely beautiful array of colors here to choose from as well Um, so it's all quite bespoke when it comes to what you want to choose with regards to size shape color etc and uh, i just wondered if you could give us a little rundown so we're (laughs) our studio is based in derbyshire we have a showroom up there at the moment um and our background is really just free blown glass chandeliers pendants all sorts and this year we've, re- we've kind of launched a few new ranges and in particular the Wave Collection which is using a new technology, new materials and, and bringing a more modern twist to our, our company. And is this your first year at Decorex? It's not the company's first year, it's my first year personally your but year. the company we used to come every year um, until 2019 and we stopped for the pandemic yeah. and it's our first year back this year. Lovely. And so do you have a kind of staple design versus new design for this season? Everything here is new apart from the globules. Yeah. Our staple really is our glass pendants that we offer from the very beginning. So yeah, everything here is new really, the new wave collection the new vintage plate sirens and the 2T globe and 2T stem. Yeah, so the vintage plate sirens, they're these ones on the wall here, right? They're absolutely stunning. So they've got like a gold sort of orb in the middle and almost like plate outside and then like a glass plate inside sort of layered with some really lovely colours. I imagine just statements right like that's what they're going to be for but then also you've got side lamps as well like table lamps and things so out of interest what would be the retail cost for one of the smaller table lamps Uh, one of these smaller table lamps let me just pull that up for you the smallest of table lamps will be 1850 rrb Mm -hmm. and um if you are looking at sort of choosing your own colours, designs to make one of these longer hanging pendants for example, is it the full range of colours that you see here or can you sort of colour match as well? We only really offer the range of colours that we we have on show here, so 22 colours and we do offer semi-opaques but we tend not to mix them too much. If it's semi-opaque we keep that with other semi-opaques but the globules for example. So yeah, our our 22 colours shown here are are what we'd offer for for a kind of bespoke chandelier. Okay, lovely and can we find you on Instagram slash the internet? Absolutely, it's Curiosa Studio on Instagram and then Curiosa on the online. Lovely, okay, thank you. So I'm here with Theo at Beardmore and their handles and all sorts of I'm hungry in general and we've made in our own foundry in Hastings lovely and we've just been having a chat about 
Espanolette bolts. Right, Espanolette bolts, which is something that I've been trying to track down lovely versions of for a while for people that are moving away from the crittle or bifold doors and wanting to go more with wood yeah. and glass, but also still wanting the security and the safety, etc., that, that the, the others sort and of supply. The beauty of it is, is that you can keep your frames narrow so you can have as much light as possible coming in. So, obviously, if you have to mortise a lock into a door, you have to make the, the door style quite thick, which defeats the object a little bit, basically. That's, that's the whole reason of these. And they look beautiful, and I love brass, and I just think it really just adds something to the whole door, yeah. really. Yeah. I'm also interested to know, so, so a lot of people are liking, you know, the black matte finishes on stuff, but you've got the black, but you've also got the... I call that a dark bronze. Yeah. But it, it, some people call it a black bronze because it's so done and it doesn't age in the same way that burnished bronze does. It, it, it stays this finish, basically. Yeah. So that dark bronze is something that I've been seeing around a lot as a sort of replacement. I think it looks more expensive than the, than the matte black that's around, also in bathroom finishes too. I think it just gives a bit more of a depth and a warmth to it. Have you been finding that that has been sort of selling more lately? What's your best yes. seller in, in yeah. terms of finish? Definitely matte, matte black we or dark bronze matte black. We've been asked for a lot more this year, definitely. But far and away, our best seller is burnished bronze. We probably do as much in burnished bronze as we do in all the other finishes put together. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah so burnished bronze has on the sort of corners and the edging, you just see a tiny, tiny bit of the gold coming through. Yeah. But from a distance, it does generally look black it's more when you get up close to it that you can see that it gives more of a detail shows a shape more as well doesn't it yeah. than a black and it's one of those finishes that you can use it in a modern sort of penthouse you can use it, you can use it in a period property it, it sort of lends itself lends itself to white painted doors to mahogany doors you know it's one of those finishes as a catch-all although having everything. said that polished brass and lacquered is really popular again for some mm, reason. interesting yeah it's just it's a hard sell that's the thing is because it's not hard sell to interior designers because they know it's going to age and you know they know what it's going to look like in a year's time you know a client says oh well how long is it going to take and obviously the one in the kitchen is going to take a lot less time to age than the one in the attic or whatever yeah so yeah so they end up going for an antique brass anyway in the end well it's nice also if you can choose something that wears with time and you like the patina that comes from it because then you're going to keep it longer it's not going to be a case that it's going to scratch and you want to replace it because it doesn't look the same and the other the other advantage of this is if you're going to sell the house or the and you want to just go around, polish it all up. It's all blingy, ready for photographs or and stuff Or take like them all off and take them with you. <laughs> no, this is to sell. They're now to, when she's sold it, you take, yeah, you yeah, take yeah, them yeah. all. See, no, they weren't included. No, they yeah, weren't yeah, yeah. included. You'll be amazed how much of our stuff they do. They sell the house or the flower and then they take the stuff off and they bring it to us to refinish for the new property. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you refinish things as well then? Yeah, in the, in the foundry. I mean, we do all, all these finishes we do in, apart from polish, chrome which is a toxic process we do all these finishes in house so do you only do the refinishing on your own stuff or if someone had something then brought it to you depends what it is if it's a client i mean if someone went and bought 20 handles from another supplier and said oh can you finish it with some but you know i think something more vintage or something that was maybe found somewhere or yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, from lasco's or something like that yeah yeah, we've we've done that so is that your sort of one prediction for the year ahead going more into unlacquered brass Polished nickel, polished nickel, burnished bronze. 
polish brass and lacquer. Those are the three finishes yeah, that are predominant at the moment. I think I agree with you. Switch to satin nickel again or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm here at the Panagé stand with Jeanne, who is just about to tell me all about their engineered wood floors. It's something that we did a podcast on the other day, all the flooring options you can find. And this is a brand that I haven't actually come across yet, but I'm just about to hear all about it, and I thought it would be best for her to tell you herself. <laughs> Hello. So Panagé is a French company. We are based in Brittany, so northwest France, for almost 100 years now. The company has started by with Monsieur Panagé. So Panagé is a surname, and they started as sawmills and developed onto the the production of flooring. So we are very eco-responsible. That's very important for us. And being eco-responsible starts with the sourcing of material. Mm-hmm. So we our main range is oak, and we're going to use a French. Uh, using French oak only, there are many things why we use French oak. So we, first of all, local supply. Also for the consistency of our colors, when we choose to create a color, it is to look the same over the years. We have a lot of jobs and, and customers that have extension years after the first job and so on. So they want to have the same, the same color. So we're going to use one type of oak that has grown in the same soil, in the same forest, same country as well. And we get that consistency thanks to that. Also because it's the most dense material you can get. So in France, we are not allowed to sow any trees before they are at least 80 years. It's 80 to 120 years. It's very regulated and we are limited in the quantity of oak we can sow every year as well by government. So you get that density thanks to the time it's growing. It's going so slowly for all those years and we leave them to to grow. That is very dense. When we produce a flooring, uh, wood flooring, you want resistance. So that's perfect. We have also a high level of tannin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the French oak, uh, good for wine barrel making, <laughs> but uh, on our side, on our street, it's good for the good color impregnation. So we're going to work with matte lacquers, mm-hmm. satin lacquer, um, oil. And so would you say that, so you, you mentioned about um, clients having extensions and then keeping that color consistent. So if they were to say have an extension and a year later wanting to do the other rooms in uh, another color, so that's, they, they can come back and get them, because that's often something that I find is a problem, is matching in the colors again, even with the vinyls like Antico and stuff, they, they just discontinue. So even if you're not using, you think that you can be safe that way, but actually you can't. So that's really interesting. Often when you have the um, uh, different colors from a batch to another or year after another, that means that the uh, companies, manufacturers that use, for example, European oak, that means they're going to cherry pick the cheapest oak they can get in different countries. A lot of other countries are provide the oak and they can use also French oak, but they mix it. So the lacquer, the lacquer or the oil, when you apply it on the wood, um, it will react differently because the type of oak is not the same. So with Panagé, first of all, the best sellers, we, uh, we produce them, we don't discontinue them, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we create new colors uh, every year. And there's so much you can do with the wood anyway. So we try to keep uh, the same colors. And what are your best selling? 
best colors. sellers would be the one you look on, the, you can see on the front. Mm -hmm. So they are, it is a matte lacquer. So matte yeah. lacquer, we work with the mattes you can get in the industry, 5% gloss, really to have the balance of having a natural look, but resistant. It's the maintenance-free project because you don't have to oil uh, or do anything to it. You just fit it and you're done. And we work with a lacquer that is going to be actually a little bit in the fiber of the wood, not, not as deep as an oil, but at least thanks to the French oak and it does that. So it looks the most natural. This we call it invisible, uh, invisible lacquer. Uh, so it's the true color of the French oak. And then the second bestseller really for use uh, the timeless uh, color is going to be topaz here. So it's that's a, a little color. bit more, got a little bit more orange to it. Voilà, we reach a color, blonde oak. Really. Yeah. So when you think about oak, first sort of, of all, deeper you think in about comparison, isn't it? Voilà. Mm. You think about often this color uh, when you think about oak. This has been with us uh, since the beginning. It's the it's the timeless. It goes with absolutely every interiors, modern or rustic or whatever you want to achieve. Uh, a, a nice. French oak would look uh, like this. And do you find that people are still going towards the herringbone a lot? Absolutely. Um, as much as sort of, uh, obviously it's massively shot up in, in preference over the planks. Absolutely, and uh, specifically uh, in, it's really the market for herringbone. Herringbone uh, 90, uh, so that the width is 90, so quite small herringbone. And also we're going more and more toward, uh, this is also a good seller for us, toward the, the wider herringbone. So mm, one three yeah. width that kind of herringbone here yeah. which is going oh, to be interesting. 800 long when you have now nowadays you have a lot of uh, also open space so kitchen uh, living room can or dining room can be all open yeah. so when you have a nice space like this it's nice to work with a wider herringbone uh, now a hallway still needs to have a little pattern so yeah. you have the choice uh, yeah the choice here no that's lovely and that's lovely colors well thank you very much for your time i can see you've got other people waiting to talk to you <laughs> it's either animal fiber as we call it for pure wool or plant fiber sizal seagrass juice oh, okay so you split the two that's yes. how you differentiate we do have yeah. also some range called sizal which is play on words sizal and wool mixed oh interesting oh, okay so much more textural much more almost yes, yeah can be even more chunky actually right now i don't think the sample is i think they're gone now but some of it will be like a good compromise between both a bit of a softer texture but still sizal low kind of feel and look and what's the sort of benefit of mixing them uh, both? Is it more look from, or is it apart from the look is probably most. I don't I don't say practicality because sizal actually the only one is a plant fiber compared to wool, it cannot be washed. So practicality of maintenance is a bit on the tricky side. If you spill stuff it may if it's left far too long it can stain the carpet. So yeah. having wool and sizal doesn't give you better choice because you cannot still wash wool. However, pure wool definitely steam cleanable. You can professionally clean. They all have a domestic. Some of them can yeah. may even reach middle rating of commercial. Okay. However, we specify purely as heavy domestic type of Because I think a lot of people trade. mistakenly think that wool is something that won't necessarily stand the test of time because yes. it's a natural product. So, yes, and they would think the mixture does. with polyester or polyprop would be more hard wearing. In yeah. that case, it's not true. I mean, definitely pure wool will be soft. Uh, depends where it goes. Of course, the wear and tear will always vary depending yeah. on the pile height, tightness of the weave. Some of them will be more tight woven more flat probably. and 
a bit more durable. And in a light situation, so if you've got a lot of a lot of light coming into the room in a rug, for example, discoloration, yes. which which fares better? I would say wool because size of uh, they use vegetable dyes, and obviously it's a natural kind of dye which will definitely oxidize if it's a lighter color, make it darker if it's a light, or it make it get bleached. If oh, it's it a can dark make color. it darker. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. I didn't actually realize. Let's say that. we used to have a big sample on a display window, leg size on, and it turned into almost pretty much brown. So from the daylight, interesting. it will start kind of bleaching out a bit. Yeah. So obviously okay. it's going to be the matter of years sometimes. It's almost like a picture on the wall when you take it off, but sometimes you see the yeah, imprint of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really so interesting. So sizal is definitely more flecky, however. You can see the color combinations. Yeah. Even if it's a one color, it's still kind of flecky molded design. Yeah. So it's not one flat. Yeah. And obviously it will always vary from batch to batch as well because obviously the natural... I feel like rugs always work nature. well on them. Yes. Yeah. And obviously even if it's uh, not as easy as to keep it clean, obviously it goes very well under heavy duty area like a dining ta chairs and tables because obviously people move things it's around It's a little bit constantly. waterproof almost as well, isn't it? Yes. We do put stain protection so it makes it a bit more stain proof but more resists absorption rather than makes it stain proof yeah. completely. So that's the only problem but we always say to quickly react and blot it out any kind of stains. And, and what sort of colours are you seeing the most popular at the minute? Right now there's a tendency towards warmer tones, definitely more straw honey, however definitely taupe, still grey. Orange. Can't get rid of the grey. Can't get rid of the grey. Orange is the way to go. In wool section we launched collage which has more like a burnt orange mm, colour. Yeah, I think that burnt orange is definitely go. coming yeah. through, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that kind of goes. We like don't it. have much of that in size, well, apart from the natural kind of straw yeah. colours, like honey like sort like of. Like coconut yeah, matting. Coconut kind of. sort of matting, which we mm. do coconut as well, but only three designs. It's definitely the most rustic looking. Mm. Koya is used for doormats, so that kind of style is definitely more rustic look. Yeah. And seagrass, equally so. However, seagrass being each fiber of grass being waxed it's not recommended for stairs and again it's a very natural green color i don't have a sample right now but it's again very rustic look yeah. sizer will have that versatility of both traditional as well as quite modern depends on the weave yeah. maybe depends on the color it may work both in both places that's really interesting thank you yeah, i welcome. didn't catch your name Raphael. Raphael. oh that's my husband's name oh, lovely, lovely to meet you Raphael, and thank you for having Thanks a chat a with me Pleasure. thank, thank you, you. Right, I'm now with Millie from Artisans of Devices, who I've just gravitated over here because they've got a stunning sort of almost concretey colour and very pale, soft green checkerboard floor, which is beautiful. And she just started telling me, uh, and very kindly stopped so I could start recording, about their reconstituted stone. Um, and in the interest of sustainability and stuff, I would love to just hear a bit more and actually record you as well as listen. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've had a lot of people, obviously, a lot more conscious nowadays about making sure their projects are green and wanting to do what they can for the environment. So we were looking into any way that we can really keep up the trends and this stone similar to a terrazzo is um, goes through a process of taking any chips of old stones that are otherwise going to be thrown away um, and compressed down into tiles and they then paint them and it creates this really stunning very hard lovely. wearing this is lovely uh, as well. floor 
which once laid should last forever, which is another thing. It's it's one of those. It's like it's still made up of natural materials, um, and so yeah, should last yeah. should last forever for an investment into the property. And it's really natural, and there's a yeah. nat- sort of it's got a natural element to to it, um, very sort of textural. And they've got this lovely. What what would you call that colour? So it's a salmon pink and terracotta. Yeah. Sort of a mix, and I'm guessing yeah. when it's together, it almost does look does look like this sort of brick. Exactly. Soft brick pattern, real, it's lovely. It's got the real depth, and you do get the colour variation that you get with the normal natural products as well, which is, I think, yeah. personally adds character and it's very yeah. stunning and unique to each project. It does. Yeah. It's, it softens it, it's lovely. It does, yeah. Um, and these, oh, I've been looking for these. <laughs> yeah, big trend at the moment. I've been looking for these. I've been looking for these and I can only find them abroad and they have a minimum quantity that is enormous. I can imagine. And I'm really yeah. happy that I've seen them here Absolutely. now. Absolutely, yes. Um, they're going to be a stock item as well, the redid marble. We've seen a lot coming back into trends, along with the pinks and the greens yeah. and the marbles. Yeah. So that's once again, we're trying to create a really feel-good feeling with this new collection. It's all around the spa and... That is all inspired by spas and. And how big are these redid marble tiles? Is that a rectangle? So they come on panels of thirty by thirty. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's really good to know. And what what are they per square meter? Do you know? I'll have to double you on check the on the rate. Yeah. <laughs> just launched last week, so I'm that's afraid fine. I'm not, I don't have the prices off the top of my head. No, that's fine. And so, other than the sort of pinky marble and stuff, what other colours have you seen people gravitating to lately? What's your sort of colour moving forward of the year, as it were? So obviously, you still get the the natural. Carrara colours coming through, but terracotta, huge. Everyone's loving the terracottas at the moment, which yeah. is funny enough what Artisan started out in 30 years ago. Oh, nice. And it's so, a sort of soft terracotta, isn't it? It's exactly. sort of less in your face, a bit more muted, but really lovely yes. and warm still. These are these beautiful. Yeah, as well. the Park Lane, which is inspired by Calacatta Viola. Um, Calacatta Viola is an Italian marble, absolutely beautiful. And we do specialise in bespoke. This table here in front of us is made in our bespoke workshop back in devices. So, yeah, it's really inspired by what we're seeing at the moment yeah. in, the, in the trends coming through from our bespoke side as well. And uh, what's your website and or do you have an Instagram that people can go yeah. to and get a good idea and have a look at everything we're Absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. So our website's artsandsofdevices.com and our Instagram yeah. is at artsandsofdevices. Yeah. Thank you very much. Right, I finally found the Pure White Lines stand, and you've actually won the the stand. The yes, yeah, you? congratulations! Yeah, well, thank you. It looks stunning. I can see why you have. Of achy shoulders on Sunday. <laughs> but, uh, it looks amazing. Um, I'm a big, big fan. Like I say just now, I keep coming back to your site. I keep suggesting things to clients from here because I think you've got so much beautiful stuff. Could you give a little rundown of like who you are and what you're about to people listening? Yeah, of course. So we've been going for about 12 years. Matt founded the company, working out of a shipping container selling antiques and vintage items, and it's grown and grown since then. So started off sourcing pieces from Italy and France, and we. We've now had a lot of the lighting reproduced. Um, most of what we sell is lighting, but we sell upholstery, statuary, decor, furniture, garden urns, yeah, a bit of everything. So what was the first design that you, vintage design that you reproduced? Oh, it was a French Parisian lantern, outdoor lantern. 
um, which we still sell. Actually, they're called Parisian Casino Lanterns, which we used to have hanging outside our shop in Hackney Road, which is now closed, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And do you have a shop now? We don't at the moment, no. So we have a lot of our lighting on show in Mare Street Market near London Field, so in the restaurant area. We have, it looks quite similar to this, actually. A lot of our chandeliers and large lighting. And we're opening up a showroom down in Hayward's Heath where our office is, where we'll have everything available to see. And was it difficult trying to find someone to reproduce things in the in the beginning? Or sort of how, how did you go about that? It was, yeah. So we've gone through a few different suppliers and manufacturers till we found the right one. But yeah, the people that we use now make great quality lights. Like, And what's sort of your hero product or line going into next year um it'll probably be these sorrento chandeliers which are stunning yeah so these are based on a murano design um we'll have them in four four sizes (laughs) four sizes and four colors sorry (laughs) available from the end of the year and also the palermo lights these are always popular yeah so we'll continue to do those that's beautiful well i can't wait to see like even more stuff it's just lovely seeing it all in the fresh it's all sparkling and stunning and beautiful so thank you for taking a minute no problem at all <laughs> thank you right so now i've got matt who is actually one of the founders yeah i'm the owner of, uh, of the business yep and set it up 12 years ago that's amazing and now you're surrounded by all these absolutely stunning lights that i just basically all want in my home um so you started with the antiques and the vintage stuff at the beginning is that right exactly yeah so we used to do primarily just antiques and vintage pieces we still do a sprinkling but now the main area of the business is reproducing some of the one-off pieces we find so what made you decide to start reproducing rather than continually that so many bars restaurants and places like that are looking for numbers of things so while we can find one or two nice lights but some people need 30 or 40 of them so if we could make our own range we'd be able to cater for that and cater for it at a better price yeah so do you find yourself um because i actually only discovered you maybe 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 a year ago i think on the sort of more residential side would you do you feel that you're mostly commercial or is it a a pretty good split i mean in in covid during the lockdown i think we were very much residential as uh, there were no bars and restaurants operating um since it's probably come back i'd say probably about 30-40% of the business is, is to trade and, and the other 60% retail. Um, but no, a bit, a bit of a mix really. And can you give us any, is there anything at the minute in reproduction that's sort of being made that might be coming out later that's always, not we've, that you we've got can lo- tell Always us? lots of good pieces coming through. Um, so we've got a good range of about seven different Murano lights coming out, wall lights in the next ones. And we've got a good range of new bathroom lights coming out as well, which we don't offer at the moment. So Yeah, bathroom lights are always, you see beautiful things and then they don't have the IP rating and yeah, frustrating. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time and congratulations Pleasure. for winning the best thank you very much, uh, yeah. <laughs> stand as well. I was very chuffed. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, and oh, what's your Instagram for people to uh, find it's you? It's pure white lines. Yeah, just on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm afraid that's got to conclude my time at Decorex this this year. I need to dash back and get in the car. Sadly, I only had an hour, which is a little bit frustrating. But I can uh, confirm that metals are still very much in. I haven't seen any silver really where anywhere around the place. Everything seems to be going much more on the warmer side warmer tones the 
apologies for the rather abrupt ending, talking about kind of overall trends there, but I was in a real big hurry to go and pick up Sylvie from nursery. Um, the poor little thing was the last one to be picked up the other day and um, her little face when we got in the door and now I'm just always so anxious not to leave her as the last one being picked up. <laughs> it's just a bit miserable. So yeah, I was in a bit of a hurry, but to put it all into a nutshell, everything's moving warmer there's a bit more pattern coming through. There's a lot more pattern coming through in the general interior design world, but when it comes to what people are actually sort of buying on the ground, as it were, pattern's only just pushing its little way in there, but it is coming in. Um, the grey is fading out, hallelujah. And along with the warm colours, we've got a lot of natural tones coming in. So the darker blues, the darker greens, the colours that sort of aren't really colours, I was having this chat with a client the other day um, saying that you can get a very dark, almost sort of denim blue or forest green, things like that. Little green have um, an invisible green and your eye doesn't really, these colours, they don't sort of jar on you at all. They, they do blend in, even if they seem like a bit of a scary colour at first. Give them, give them a chance. It will really elevate and give something more to a space that... Uh, might otherwise be a bit bland if you've got too many neutrals, uh, strict neutrals going on. And texture as well, a lot of texture. A lot of texture coming through from natural materials as well with the leathers, the size of carpets, stuff like that. So I guess, yeah, that's, that's where it's all going. So I hope you enjoyed coming around Decorex with me. I am back at the studio now. But it was great seeing everyone and seeing what everyone's up to and what they're pushing forward for the new year. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to some of the people that I chatted to as well. There are a couple of people that because of the way that we recorded or the time, names were missed out a little bit. I apologise for that. I, sadly, I can't go back and redo it. But you'll find all the links in the show notes to all the companies that I spoke to. And as normal, if you liked this podcast, then please give us a five-star rating or drop us a review. We always love to hear what you think. And keep an eye on the Facebook group, Ain't Nobody Like a Homebody, if you have not joined yet. Or find us on Instagram, LFF Studio. I have made a little commitment to myself to try and record a podcast every week for you so do follow along wherever you listen to your podcasts if you're enjoying it and as normal if there's anything you would like me to talk about anything you would like us to cover hear more of questions etc etc just reach out i love hearing from you guys and i love being able to answer your questions and chat interiors with everyone and anyone under the sun so say hi and in the meantime have a great weekend